today's Hendricks County Conversations with Rick Myers and Gus Piercy. How you doing, Gus? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing, doing good. This podcast is presented by Abstract and Title and Hendricks Power Cooperative. And our guest today is Monica Miller, who is the new Executive Director of Leadership Hendricks County. Monica, how are you doing today? Thanks for having me, Rick and Gus. Appreciate it. Doing well, thanks. You bet, you bet. We got a lot that we want to talk to you about, about leadership. And of course, full disclosure here, both Gus and myself are, are, are graduates of the program. Really, I think that's the problem with the program. They're going to run out of people to talk to. That's right. right. They're not going to have any of the students. I mean, that's right. I mean, the yeah. county doesn't grow that fast. Yeah. But uh, so, so we have uh, certainly a vested interest in, in, the, in, in the success and, and everything. So, and we also want to talk a little bit about your, your background because I, I'm fascinated by you know, your work with the NCAA and, mm-hmm. and, and all of those things. So kind of give us a, an idea about where we're at with leadership now, some of the things that you're planning to do for the rest of the year. I know that you are... Um, in, in the in the midst of, of of the program as we know it, mm-hmm. albeit it's it's uh, it's virtual, and if that's going to change, maybe at some point in the it year. Is, so, yeah. so take the floor. Oh sure. Well, it's so great to be around LHC alumni, Leadership Hunters County alumni. There's so many of you out there, so I applaud you for applying your own leadership skills to what you're doing in this medium. Um, it's important for the county. It's important for your listeners. So. Well, at Leadership Hendricks County, there are always things going on, but um, we're in the midst of our adult program, which, uh, for those of you that don't know, it's a 10-month cohort of adults that step out of their workplaces and uh, spend a day um, lifting up their own leadership skills, learning about the community, and ultimately, at the end of the the 10 months, how to apply it to benefit um, the the place that we live, work, and play called Hendricks County. Mm-hmm. Their employers support it. Um, many um, are self-funded, but it's mostly, you know, they see a future leader, they see a leader in their organization that um, can benefit, and most certainly, how do you learn more about the county that you're serving? Um, that's the kind of that X factor of the program. Um, there's a lot of leadership programs out there, but then when you juxtapose it with what you're doing in the county to apply it, to learn more, about all the facets that make this a great place to live and work. Um, so that's the adult program. Uh, let me see, we are two months in. Uh, launched the program um, for 2021 class in January, a virtual retreat. Imagine that, but it was awesome. <laughs> Fun, engaging, and, yeah. and adaptive to the, the new environment, but uh, it went off very well. Um, not the same as being in person, but no less in quality and engagement and learning opportunities. Um, this month um, and next month will be virtual, but in April we're, I'm sorry, in March we're planning to go back to the in-person. It looks like the, the COVID environment is conducive to that, but uh, the contingent plans are there in case it, it, it slides backward, but we'll be going back in person with that cohort. We also have um, the youth program for um, sophomores in high school. Um, that's a, a scaled program um, that fits their academic cycle. Um, and there's a lot of funders out there that have supported that over the years that believe in lifting up future and emerging leaders. Um, that program went on hiatus because of COVID. Obviously, with the school systems, that wasn't conducive to bringing kids out of the classroom for a day to go through their program. So unfortunately, that was um, you know, a sidebar for um, health reasons, as you can imagine. 
for the health and safety of everyone. Um, it will come back. Um, plans are in the works right now is how to bring that back in a live format, um, you know, in the next cycle. So stay tuned for that. And then we have our leadership development workshop series, which there are five this year. We've had one kicking off the 21 series. Um, they're topics relevant, a half-day program for anyone um, who wants to, you know, dial in on a specific topic. Um, the first one was virtual in February on organizing the chaos in your brain. And how relevant is that right now during the pandemic when we're all dealing with something that is bigger than we are and trying to figure out the home life, the work life, you know, getting kids in class or not, or virtual learning, etc. cetera. Um, our next one is um, in June, I'm sorry, on April 16th, and it's on accountability. How do you make yourself accountable? How do you make your teams accountable um, on a personal and professional level? Um, and those are open to anyone. They're discounted for LHC members and uh, the, the four chambers in the county, um, but anyone can attend. And that will be in person. We are planning for in person. Where is that going to be? Uh, that'll be at the Henderson County Fairgrounds. And what is the, give us the place to go to sign up for all these wonderful programs. Oh, sure. There. Yeah, it's online on the Leadership Henderson County website, which is www.leadershiphendersoncounty.org. A safe, secure way to register for these half-day programs. Um, and you don't have to live in the county to, to consume that education. Um, the next one after that will be on June 10th, and that's on leadership roles. Just the different ways you are a leader, the way those roles fit in your work life, and, and leaders are everywhere in, in your, your personal and social spheres as well. Um, and then we have a really good, relevant conversation called Community Conversations with Eric Hessel from the Community Foundation and Susan Rosie, who's uh, Rosie and Associates, a uh, 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 consulting firm. And they'll be leading um, uh, just a, a, an open community conversation. What does this um, county need? How do we feel about the changes? Um, you know, where are the pain points? And, and what are the solutions, that the, the dialogue, if you will, just opening the dialogue on that. So really relevant conversations that kind of align with what that um, Henderson County Community Foundation Assessment um, Needs Assessment Survey did recently and kind of identified some you know top tier what what are the what are the needs and the pressure points of the community one of the cool things about um, the adult classes we are aligning the cohort groups um, into um, capstone um, program uh, focuses aligning with um, the top five needs of that assessment survey by the community foundation so for instance um, one of them was you know, how um, are the citizens of Hendricks County aware and know how to consume the mental health services in the county? We know through the pandemic and, and in any given day, there's a lot of need in that area. But um, especially, it's just heightened uh, the need um, in the last, you know, 12 months or so. So one of the highest needs identified on that assessment survey was there are services and, and offerings around the county, but it, it's the awareness factor that people don't know how to consume it, where to go, before they get in trouble, when they're in trouble, the family's trying to intervene, etc. Um, so one of our capstone groups is, is assigned to kind of look at that, help um, you know put a plan together and jettison that forward with a little more professional energy from our cohort group. Another one is the, the biking system, the bicycling system. You know, um, there's a lot of trails, but how do you safely get to them from where you live? 
Um, yeah. And that's mm -hmm. that's a real um, concern. you got to park too, right? I mean, the you got to find too. a place to park and get unload. And yeah, yeah. So if you have to get in your car to ride a bike, you know, well, that's fortunately, but right. So sometimes um, that was a high need. How do we how do we recreate? How do we enjoy these great park systems and trail systems that we have? But uh, and do it safely, you know. So there's a group looking at that too. So it's really exciting to have that mirroring of. Uh, the need is expressed, and now we've got some, you know, real high-powered energy to put to it through the leadership cohort groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we have conflict and negotiation on October 15th. Um, who doesn't need that <laughs> at home or work or with your children? I had or... no conflict. Oh, you're lucky. <laughs> you're so lucky. Um, so that rounds out our series, but you know, that's, that's a, a, a whet your appetite. Not everybody can take a day a month to step out and, and be part of a cohort, but you can also consume, you know, education in those short bites when you need it and how you need it. Tell us a little bit about your background. And, uh, I, you know, we were talking about the NCAA and how you, uh, uh, ran the program, the, uh, uh after the, the game, the, after the game, mm -hmm. which really great name by the way that makes so <laughs> much that so. makes so much sense uh talk to us a little bit about that and then i want to talk to you about the dot connector yeah. aspect of your resume which I, <laughs> I think that's such a cool thing and i think that's exactly what uh i think that's exactly what leadership hendricks county needs they mm -hmm. need those dot connectors that mm -hmm. can you know put those resources together and you know work you know, make it work for the entire county. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about the NCAA. Sure. Um, I just stepped out of uh, nine years at the NCAA, the National Office uh, Headquarters, downtown Indianapolis. And um, I was in the strategic communications area, and my charge when I came in was, was a line item on a strategic plan, quite honestly, um, to engage and connect and inform the former um, student athletes from the 1100 plus member schools so it wasn't you know how do we become an alumni association because the schools have that um, how do we uh, uh, engage them we don't have a the NCAA doesn't have a stadium or a uh, we don't matriculate degrees so what what was the role that the NCAA played in their lives um, you know only about 50,000 go on to those postseason championships most notably the March Madness for the you know, 450,000 others of the 500,000 student athletes that compete every year, um, you know, what was that relationship with the NCA? So the quantifiable research, the focus groups, et cetera, um, screamed back the data. The help they wanted was to help get a job. They wanted help from their schools, their alma maters, but they wanted to expand that network nationally. So that hypothetically and really, um, a Division three swimmer, from an East Coast school, once they graduate, could find and connect and network personally and professionally with maybe a Division One elite basketball player on the West Coast. The common bond was they played for the NCAA, they played for their school, they competed. And those, um, I called it the leadership laboratory called college sports, you know, how did they prepare them for their life's work? Um, they're not all rich and famous, even though some are, uh, but the 98% others are every quality citizen that you live and work and 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 have in your 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 workplaces they make great citizens so and for a dot connector that's right up 
that's right up your alley, yeah. right? I mean, that just sounds like that just sounds like it just increased your skills in that area. Yeah. yeah. So it started from nothing. Launched the website um, in uh, uh, twenty fourteen, and with that came a career center. So we had to have a service arm for it. You know, deliver a service while we're informing. So that was that was really the nexus of the service line. Uh, but the really enjoyable part of that was really tangibly helping people connect them to national employers who specifically wanted to hire and work with a former athlete, um, telling their great stories of what what comes next, what happens after that degree in the next you know 30, 40 years of your life, and, <laughs> and how did that transformational um, leadership right. moment prepare them. Excellent. You're listening to um, Hendricks County Conversations with Rick Myers and Gus Piercy. Is that what we're listening to? Yes, okay. presented by Abstract and Title and Hendricks Power Cooperative. And our guest today is uh, Monica Miller, the executive director, newly executive director of uh, leadership Hendricks County. Monica, a question I have for you is what, what enticed you to want this job? Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, the mission, I'm always surrounded myself by mission-centered organizations. You know, if you're going to work hard and, and, and do good work, you want to believe in what you're doing. And this organization has had 29 years of history of doing just that, serving, lifting up leaders, helping them be better as a person, be better to serve their organizations, and then serve the community. And you see it in where they go. They're on this board. They're leading this. They've risen up the, the ladder career-wise. Um, they're leaders of their church or you know the, the youth organizations. Um, and that transformational moment of helping them become a better person, whether it's the youth program or the adult, was very attractive. Also, the extremely dedicated volunteers. I mean, it's so wonderful to be around people that put their time where their, their, their passion is. They're invested in it. It's not just a course you take. It's not just a thing you do. It's a thing you live and breathe by, and that was pretty obvious to me in the beginning, and still is. Any challenges early on in, in, in your work? Yeah, learning everything, right? Learning everything. Well, <laughs> isn't that with any new job, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I mean, but there's so much out there, right? I mean, I know that's with any job, but, yeah, the, but there's a lot, and the history does kind of mean something. The history of the Yeah, the organization, sure. yeah. I mean, it does. Yeah, yeah. And, so that you, but you're a native of the county, right? Right. I think that the one of the challenges there's just so many people to meet. You know, when you have tentacles all over the county, um, how fast can you meet people? Such as the two of you that went through the program. You know, where are those organizations that we need to be connecting with? How has it been done? When will it be done? How can it be done in the future? Um, and there's only so many hours in the day. So you know, how fast can you you ramp up to meet the, the great people that can. Um, contribute and help and and partner with. Not to mention, it's not an ideal time to be able to meet people, <laughs> right? So. Well, you say that, but but with the the virtual world, it's easy to pop in and, yeah. and have a face, a smile. Right. It's no different than it is different. I understand that, but can people give thirty minutes on a Zoom call versus a lunch? Maybe a little bit mm-hmm. easier right now, mm-hmm. just to have that uh, the quick hit to say hello. So those things are still happening. They're they're still happening. Talk to us about the um, the uh, annual meeting that you're gonna that you're moving to May. Maybe what that will look like, where it will be. Sure. So our annual meeting 
um, by constitution happens in January. So that did happen just to have that vote of leadership and, and the, the, the piece of business by Zoom. We had that in January. Um, what we pulled out was on May 13th, as we were calling a celebration of leaders. So that's the fun part. We get to honor a few of our stellar, um, uh, we bestow honorees to the distinguished uh, leader of the year um, and the youth leader of the year. Um, and it's at the CRG Events Center in Plainfield. Um, it's a major fundraiser for us. We Our board uh, does a, a fundraising challenge to to meet one-on-one to one, the funds that are raised that night. So it is a major fundraiser for us. But it's also um, a, a heightened uh, friend raising, as I say. You know, people coming together. And in May, it'll be just glorious, <laughs> nice time of the year to have an event. And coming, hopefully, you know, knock on wood, out of the, the COVID environment where we can gather again safely, um, which we have plans in place to make that happen, even if we're sliding back on that. Um, but it'll be a great way to just come together and reconnect and celebrate what leadership Hendricks County is, the people that make it great, and the impact in in the, the county, both personally and, and in the business world. So really looking forward to that. Has the board told you uh, anything that they'd like to try to accomplish with your uh, leadership? Sure. You know, I applaud them in, in, a, in a, the last 12 months that, any business or organization or nonprofit has gone through, you'd think, oh, we're hunkering down. Well, no, they haven't put the brakes on on the ideation of where this organization needs to head. Um, there's a lot of things on the books that came out of our needs assessment survey that was done, I believe, last summer and rolled out in the early fall that revealed, you know, where does this organization needs to go? Helping people advance through that um curriculum that might take them, you know, now what? Um, your experience leader, um, you've had supervisory experience for quite a while. What is that next level that can and can do to, to serve that? And then certainly connecting with uh, more intentionally with the, the strategic plan, with the organizations that we're connecting with. And as you said, connecting the dots of you know, it's not just about us, but what are we doing that can make synergy happen with the different organizations that are doing like-minded things, not identical, but how can we partner? Uh, I think that's a little more of an emphasis in the future. Not that it hasn't happened already. Oh, no. But just right. in a more intentional way. Right. Yeah. Yep. And you're still there in the 4-H? In yep. the fairgrounds yep. building? Yep. That's great. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a great place. There's a lot of activity right now because it's a place where all the COVID shots are happening. So uh, kind of cool. You get to see... Harris County come to us every day. <laughs> so tell me in your words, I mean, I think I know what dot connector means. Tell me what it means to you and why you self-identify. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a phrase that I'm parroted back. You know, you, do, you just go through life and you do your job and you, you, you do what you know how to do best. And then when people say, gosh, you, you're a dot connector. And then I keep hearing that in my, my professional life. I go, well, I guess I am. Um, it's not matchmaker. That's a whole different skill set. Uh, um, you know, not, not saying I'm bad and I don't even want to go there. Um, but in, in the professional world, I'd say, you know, I hear a need over here and I know there's somebody over here who might have that resource, or I know this person needs to be in the dialogue. Have we brought that voice to the table? Have we delivered that service that is unmet over here? 
So it doesn't look the same way every time, but it's really just kind of looking farther down the road than today mm -hmm. or next week or even next month and seeing if this could happen, then what would happen? Play that out 18 steps or not 18 years, but maybe 18 months. Okay. Right. And I, and I can almost see that vision and that's where that dot, dot connecting comes. I think, um, uh, it's worked for me several times, uh, in different ways. Um, I always like to say, you know, when I was at the NCA and I launched a program that didn't exist, that's obviously going to be there a long time after I left still is, um, you know, when, you, when you're trying to move a mountain, you have to watch the grains of sand move and shift. So you can't move that mountain until you connect some dots. And when you start connecting dot after dot after dot, you eventually move that mountain, but it doesn't happen fast. And it's not without intention. So I hope that helps. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I'm excited to learn about the NCAA. And are you excited about all of March Madness happening in Indianapolis. I mean, how monumental is that for the organization? Is that it's monumental? I um, mean, that's a big deal, and I don't think people realize. Right, right. It's probably a one-shot deal. Right. Because um, when sure. you when you serve eleven 1 hundred campuses sure. around the nation, you know you need to represent the whole nation. But this is not the year to to uh, you know fly student athletes everywhere and the teams and. Because nothing happened last year, right? There was no March Madness last year. No, no. And and that had to have hurt the organization. It did. Yeah. Um, so all of it happening right here, and I've heard that they're letting some people, some fans, come to some of the games. Yeah, it's, I read in the paper, you know, that I think it's 25%, and that's indicative of the metropolitan area of Indianapolis being safer on those COVID markers. Um, but there's quite a bit of health and safety oversight um, on those decisions. So if, if they're saying it's safe and the city leaders are saying it and the health professionals, it must be safe. From a staffing standpoint, is um, March Madness kind of like an all-hands-on event? I mean, is everybody focused on that for that six weeks? or It, it does dominate, and it's yeah. certainly more than six weeks. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a it's about a five year cycle of, of bidding out those sites, but uh, um, you know we have the NCAA has you know a, a championships staff division, but when you have a program like that that's ninety championships a year um, in uh, Division One, Two, and Three, so it's right. obviously the, the the capstone program is March Madness that's most visible, but it's ninety championships a year. Um, that's a lot. Yeah, that's great, Monica. Um, let's talk a little bit about you. What, what do you What do you do to, to just unwind? Yeah, I mean, when when it's all said and done, what do you like to do? To well, I like to be outside, and this day is going to be, I think, fifty seven degrees today. So I'm really psyched about that. You know, I just if I can feel the air and breathe the sunshine in, and 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 be outdoors, hiking, biking, walking, gardening. Um, that is something that's almost necessary for me. <laughs> so I like the winter, but, uh, you know, I don't mind the heat. I'm an outdoors person. Um, so, yeah, Great. friends, family, you know. And you're also active. I mean, you're a Ball State grad. You're also very active with the, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the journalism alumni group mm -hmm. as well. What do, you, what do you do with that group? 
Yeah, so that's the Journalism Alumni Society Board. Okay. Um, and right now, that um, board is helping the department guide, do they rename? You know, is it the Department of Journalism? It's the College of Journalism? You know, is it digital media? You know, how is it positioning itself to um, or be representative of the industry? Um, how, are, how is it representing to attract students who want to study that program? Um, and then how do they posture uh, the department um, and the curriculum against, you know, their, their benchmarking peers? So it's kind of important work. Um, institutions aren't always the most mobile and <laughs> agile, um, but I, I applaud them to take some time to say, are we naming it right? Are the courses named right? Uh, is it the track of, you know, broadcast journalism or print journalism, which we know has suffered over the years? You know, and where are people getting employed, and are we are we posturing the the whole curriculum mm -hmm. to meet needs? So that's kind of exciting to have that input into actual curriculum mm -hmm. uh, from the real world. It's pretty scary about journalism, the change that it's taking these days. Mm -hmm. um, there seems to be a loss of a watchdog effect that journalism used to maintain, and people don't seem to care about that as much anymore. I think mm -hmm. they will mm -hmm. at some point, you know, mm -hmm. like the Flint water crisis and Flint Michigan water crisis and that kind of stuff. I mean, there there's room for some of that kind of journalism. I just uh, worry that maybe we're not prepared as a society to do that. Well, it's the rapid pace of getting the news out. You know, copywriters are a lost art, you know. You know, who's who's checking the work? You know, you see a lot of errors out there and it's no fault of the 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 journalists that are cranking it out, but the the shrinking of the staff and the shrinking of the 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 news cycle has just made the sense of urgency versus the sense of good. You know, um, you probably don't see as many long-form stories. Long-form is, you know, 6,000 words or more, you know, where you really dive into a topic and flush it out. Well, why? People don't want to consume it. That They don't have the time. It's the click, read the headline, click the three lines below it, and you think you have the news. Um, mm -hmm. So are people reading less? They want more video. Um, they want more just-in-time delivery. So... It's indicative of the society's needs, you know, uh, the video, uh, entertain me, visual art kind of format versus I'm going to sit down and take 15 minutes and read 6,000 words and, and inform myself. So the pace of society has kind of moved that continuum. But it, as our generation, the, the print journalism is a, is a little bit of a lost art. You know, I know a lot of out-of-work journalists that are so talented. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Yeah, we could go on and on about the whole print journalism. <laughs> That's thing. another topic. Yeah, right? I mean, and I have several opinions about that. I think that uh, from a major metro metropolitan standpoint, those products lost their audiences years ago. But I still believe that uh, locally owned um, print products are extremely valuable. It and, is valuable. And, and I can I can tell you just um, just from my standpoint that the people that call us on a, on a regular basis during the week that that want the product that don't get it, um, and so I I kind of see a, a renaissance period here. I think people are tired of of 
social media mm-hmm. uh, to a degree. Fatigued. They're fatigued with it, and uh, I think that um, we'll start to see some changes here yeah. for, for the better. Yeah. I think fatigue, I'll, I think the word of the year is going to be pent up. <laughs> pent up demand, right? Yes. We're going to see that all year long. I've heard it like 50 times in the last uh, two days. It's true. Already. It is true. I think that's going to be a big word, yeah. pent up demand. But but locally focusing, I think, is what you're you're touching on. Right. You know, you can get the national news on your phone every second. Right. But you can't get that local news anywhere but here. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So you're listening to Hendricks County Conversations with Rick Myers and Gus Piercy, um, presented by Abstract and Tile and Hendricks Power Cooperative. Our guest today is Monica Miller, the Executive Director of the Leadership Hendricks County. Monica, uh, open mic here. Is there anything you'd like to uh, to leave us with? Any thoughts? Um, well, I'd say for Leadership Hendricks County, people may not know we're a nonprofit. Um, it's it's uh, funded by wonderful organizations and individuals um, who believe in the mission, who believe in what the cause is and how it transforms lives and communities. So, you know, plug here. We're always looking for that next you know source of individual or corporate donors, and they do. They're wonderful sponsors of our events, our golf outings on July fifteenth, um, and and the youth program, the adult program. And it helps defray the cost because, you know, people that want the program can't always afford it or their companies don't have that budget line. And we know companies have had a tough time this year. So, you know, corporate education budgets may suffer. So if you, um, you know, feel generous, it is a nonprofit and and you can donate uh, securely on our website. And the website, again, is leadershiphendrickscounty.org. Org. Yeah. Org. You're good. Well, Monica, thank you so much for joining us today. And, thank you, uh, Rick. Yes. Continued uh, success with uh, leadership in Hendricks County. And again, you've got two fans here. <laughs> so if there's anything that uh, Gus and I can ever do to help, please, uh, we're, we're a phone call away. Okay. So, well, you're doing it by inviting me in. Thank you yeah, so much. You bet. You bet. Thank you. <laughs>